0: Hello and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens because of who Jesus is and what he has done. I'm Aaron Kerr, your host for today. Today we're looking at Proverbs chapter 28, verse 3 and 29, verse 14 together. A ruler who oppresses the poor is like a driving rain that leaves no crops. If a king judges the poor with fairness, his throne will be established forever. So these readings we've been looking at have the proper function of people and now government in dealing with the poor in view. See, Keller explains the image here by the writer. A driving rain is the opposite of precipitation when it comes to growing things. One destroys growth and one facilitates growth. In a similar way, we see government wisely functioning. Its purpose is to do justice and protect the poor. Throughout scripture, we see examples of the individual responsibility God gives to us to care for the poor, like in yesterday's reading. But we also see the concern God has for government to protect social conditions for humans to flourish. Now, one example of this is after King Solomon died, his son, Rehoboam, became king. And one of his officials, Jeroboam, returned from Egypt. But Rehoboam was a vain and foolish man. And Jeroboam was a man of mighty valor. And warned Rehoboam not to make the same mistake his father had made by taxing them heavily to finance a luxurious lifestyle. But Rehoboam defied the advice to lighten the yoke of oppression and he said, my father laid on you a heavy yoke. I will make it even heavier. My father scourged you with whips. I will scourge you with scorpions. First Kings 12 verse 14. So the people responded to Rehoboam's harshness by rebelling against the new king and making Jeroboam king over Israel. See, such selfishness fails to consider the social structures and laws that are needed to help a society thrive. And this point in Israel's history illustrated it. All throughout Scripture, the voice for justice is found, as Keller illustrates it with Job's compassion for the poor, Job 29:17, the prophets denouncing unfair wages like Jeremiah 22 verse 13, and corrupt evil practices challenged by Amos in Amos eight verse 2 and 6, the disparity in unfair wages in favor of the rich and the influential in Deuteronomy 24, verse 17, and Leviticus 19, verse 15. All of that reveals a heart that God has for human government to be led wisely. Will our leaders and us as citizens do our part? President John Adams, before he joined his wife Abigail at their new official residence in Washington, D.C., sent her a prayer, which more than a hundred years later, President Franklin D. Roosevelt ordered inscribed over the fireplace in the state dining room. It said this, I pray heaven to bestow the best of blessings on this house and on all that shall hereafter inhabit it may none but honest and wise men ever rule rule under this roof. So the question for us today is what is our responsibility as citizens of God's kingdom right here? The Bible describes the fact that we have dual citizenship in this world. We live in this world, and yet we are called to live out our true citizenship, which is in heaven. So how can we approach this seemingly overwhelming topic to change something like a public policy we see hurting God's image bearers. This is why I'm so grateful for our church. We have so many great partnerships with organizations that work alongside the state to provide more volunteers, for example, to help care for those in our local rescue mission. We have relationships with those in the state foster care program that welcome volunteers to prayerfully consider how they can help come alongside those in need and the under-resourced. And whether you're connected to our church or another church or another organization, maybe part of the next step in learning is your local government's public policies in gaining awareness by showing up to something. You know, I recently made a new friend in my city who attends every city council meeting and just listens. She's got a huge heart for the city, the first responders in the city, and as a result is learning what's going on in the city that needs to be changed, whether through public policy or taking action as an individual or with her church community. And these are just a couple examples that are opening me up to some new steps I can take to live out what this verse is calling us into as God's people. But what about you? I like Keller's question to end our time today. If you knew God was going to help you succeed, where would you start? How would you approach it in a way that honors God by the way you honor people, especially those who have a different opinion on policy or worldview? Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, uh, you care deeply about the poor, and you desire for our human institutions to do their part in helping equip and come alongside the poor. It can be overwhelming. And so would you help uh, help me and us trust you to lead us in a way that um, gives us a clear next step? Um, help me to know some practical ways for myself and for my family or friends to come alongside and assist what's happening in our government and with our leaders as well as with my church to take action and have compassion for those in need. Would you help us in this? In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember, no matter what happens, there is unlimited grace for us today because of who Jesus is and what he has done.